Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. Busy day here for Duke on this Wednesday. Paulo Bencaro has officially declared for the 2022 NBA draft. We'll talk about what that means. Bencaro, a likely top three pick in the draft. We'll talk about the success that Duke has had in the NBA draft over the years and a look around Duke athletics here on this hump day. My name is JJ Jackson. I serve as the host of Lockdown Blue Devils. Appreciate you listening to our program and making Lockdown Blue Devils your first listen each and every day. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. You can follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each day. Again, also make sure you're subscribing on that YouTube page and uh, be sure to make us your first Listen, your first watch each and every day. All right, Paulo Banquero did declare for the NBA draft. We knew this was coming. Over the past few days here on the show, we've been talking about roster implications for John Shire's first year taking over as head coach. And we knew that Paulo Banquero would not be one of the guys coming back. Someone projected to be a top three pick in the NBA draft. It's just a foregone conclusion that they will not be returning to college. We honestly knew this coming into the year, before the year ever played out. We knew that Paulo was uh, well-respected. His tape was great already. Scouts were very impressed by uh, just his measurables and how well he played in high school circuits. And then Paulo did play for Duke. He did star in the ACC, and boy, oh boy, was he special. Again, the ACC Freshman of the Year, a consensus second-team All-American for Bankiro, first-team All-ACC. He led all NCAA true freshmen in scoring as Paulo averaged 17.2 points per game, the leading scorer on Duke. He had 7.8 rebounds per game. That was also the most on Duke. Paulo averaged the second most assists per game, an all-around excellent player as he is the 33rd Duke player to earn those consensus All-American honors. That's pretty good for Paulo to be only playing for one season a native of Seattle, Washington, at six foot 10, 250 pounds. He sported that number five jersey, and he wore it well. A dominant player for the Blue Devils, who on the biggest stage always elevated his game. Paulo had 22 points and seven rebounds right out of the gates versus Kentucky. We talk a lot about Trevor Keels in that game because Keels had 25, the leading scorer, but Paulo had 22 and seven, and then Paulo was so consistent throughout the year. While there were moments that other players on the team kind of went up and down, you knew what you were going to get out of Paulo. You knew he was going to be the best and the most talented player on the floor for Duke. An epic showdown in Las Vegas against Gonzaga back in late November, the day after Thanksgiving. Paulo had 21 points and five rebounds in that one. And honestly, if he didn't start cramping up in the second half, then Duke would have been able to give him the ball more against Chet Holmgren. He was winning that matchup, and I think that number could have been higher. Still, 21 points against Gonzaga, really good after that win took over. Uh, Duke took over the number one spot in the entire country. After that game is final, we've got a trend with Paulo that he's been able to, or that he's not been able to play as much in second half of games because he started cramping 
Well, the Duke science staff there uh, in their sporting department is so good. They're able to put research in. They can see that during the game, due to sweat and exertion, Paulo was losing as much as seven pounds during a single basketball game that resulted in the cramping. They were able to change the way he was hydrating throughout the game, and it never became an issue again for Paulo throughout the rest of the season. I mentioned playing well on the biggest stage. How about this? In the postseason, Paulo elevated his scoring numbers. He averaged 17.8 points per game in the postseason, 54% shooting from the floor, eight rebounds per game, 3.6 assists per contest. He had three games over 20 points in scoring and four double-doubles on the season. So Paulo Bancaro likely becomes a first uh, first round pick for sure and likely becomes a top three pick for Duke basketball moving forward in this year's 2022 NBA draft. Coach K has been remarkable in his 42 years leading this Duke basketball program, so much so that, listen to this, Mike Krzyzewski has had 68 draft picks during his time as the Duke men's basketball coach, 34 of the 41 drafts while he's been the coach, and 42 is coming up in June. 34 of the 41, we have seen a Duke Blue Devil drafted under Coach K. And then Duke freshmen have been drafted eight straight years. Eight straight NBA drafts have we seen a freshman selected for Duke men's basketball. Just remarkable stuff, the run that Duke has been able to be on. Coach K talking about Paulo Benquero and his decision to turn pro. Coach K said this, quote, Paulo had a truly incredible season and is absolutely ready to be, or excuse me, absolutely ready to attack the next phase of his playing career. He put up remarkable numbers and with multiple awards, but always put the team first. Paulo is a great leader in that regard and someone all of our players admired, even though he was just a freshman. He is so dynamic and explosive and a willing passer with great court vision, a model player in today's NBA game. He did whatever we asked of him at a high level. I loved having him and his family in our program and wish him all the best as his professional career begins. End quote. That coming from Mike Krzyzewski, his star freshman, Paulo Banquero, declares for the NBA draft. Duke also has a record 42 first-round picks. No other school has more first-round picks than Duke. The Blue Devils have 42 of them. Let's take a quick break. When we come back, more on the top three picks that Coach K has been able to have and a couple of other storylines with Duke men's basketball right here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the absolute best. I love it so much. It helps me start my day. It's such a great protein bar to get into your system. Low in calorie, high in protein. It's 100% chocolate. Yes, 100% real chocolate. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. A lot of awesome flavors to choose from. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, white chocolate, cookies, and cream. Awesome stuff. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off your order. That's our friends over at Built Bar. want to let you know also, big announcement. Starting April 28th, tune in to Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know who your team will take, catch Odyssey and Locked On NFL Mock Draft Special 
hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week long leading up to the first pick. We are now eight days away from the 2022 NFL Draft. We're going to have Locked On NFL Draft live on April 28th at 7 p.m. Eastern time on the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page. Moving forward here, Locked On Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson, your host here. Paulo Bancaro has declared for the 2022 NBA Draft, becoming the second Blue Devil to do that, as Mark Williams declared on Monday. This is our Wednesday, April 20th edition of Locked On Blue Devils. Duke has had a really long run of top three picks under Coach K. The Blue Devils have had 14 of them. In 2019, Zion Williamson went number one. R.J. Barrett went number three. 2018, Marvin Bagley III was number two. 2017, Jason Tatum was number three. 2016, Brandon Ingram was number two. Jaleel Okafor was number three in 2015. and 2014, Jabari Parker was second overall. In 2011, Kyrie Irving was the number one overall pick. In 2002, Jay Williams was number two. Also in 2002, Mike Dunleavy was number three. In 1999, Elton Brand was number one. In 1994, Grant Hill was number three. In 1992, Christian Leitner was number three. And the very first top three pick ever coached by Mike Krzyzewski was back in 1989 when Danny Ferry went number two. As the draft has not happened yet, there is still the chance that Paulo could be the number one overall pick. He would be the fourth number one overall pick under Coach K and the fifth ever in the history of Duke University. Coach K, his three number one overall picks was, again, Zion Williamson in 2019, Kyrie Irving in 2011, Elton Brand in 1999, and the only other Duke player to be drafted number one overall in the NBA draft was Art Heyman back in the 1963 NBA draft. Art Heyman was selected by the New York Knicks. Paulo Bancaro was the number two recruit in uh, the 24-7 sports rankings for the class of 2021. You look at the top three picks in this year's draft, all scouts, pretty much everybody is going to be in agreement that it's Dukes, Paulo Bancaro, it's Jabari Smith of Auburn, and it's Chet Holmgren of Gonzaga, the guys that are most likely to be drafted in that spot. And so uh, for Duke, you look at what it means moving forward. Well, this just means that Duke's got a new front court going into next season. Mark Williams already declared, as we said, Theo John's college eligibility has expired, and now Paulo's declared. So those were the three main front court guys for Duke this season. Uh, coming in next season, Duke's got scholarship players, five-star recruits, and Kyle Filipowski and Derek Lively II. Those guys will be immediate impact players. Uh, and then also they've got Christian Reeves is a three-star recruit from Oak Hill Academy. Reeves is definitely more of a development project. He's not going to be uh, playing much at all right away as a freshman, playing behind Derek Lively and Kyle Filipowski. But it's going to be a brand-new front court. And you look at what it means for Duke going into next season. The transfer portal is obviously a big topic of conversation right now. Uh, the two-guard spot is something that a lot of people have had questions about, and I think that could be answered if Trevor Keels were to announce that he wants to come back. Still waiting to officially hear from Keels. Uh, A.J. Griffin hasn't yet declared, although we expect him to be gone. Wendell Moore Jr. has a decision to be made, although Brendan Marks of The Athletic in a story earlier this week did say it seems like Wendell Moore Jr. has uh, been ready to go to the NBA, and Wendell Moore Jr. likely to declare. That has not been officially said yet by Wendell. 
And then also, uh, you know, Jeremy Roach, what does he decide to do? Everyone assumes he's going to come back, but does he make that official? The deadline for these decisions to be made is this Sunday, April 24th, this Sunday at 11.59 p.m. Eastern. If you are an early entrant, meaning you're you know, not a senior yet, meaning you're declaring before your eligibility has come to a close, you have got to put your name in before Sunday night at 11.59 p.m. Eastern time. Paulo Banquero, the latest to do that. We don't know where Paulo could be going, of course, because the draft hasn't happened. The team that will be selecting him will be able to finalize the order on May 17th when we get the NBA draft lottery, uh, and then we'll have the NBA draft on June 23rd here in 2022. Another Duke story in the basketball world as we keep you up to date. Yesterday, uh, again, we had the Mark Williams announcement on Monday. The news dumped yesterday for Duke was that Michael Sabarino has officially entered the transfer portal. Sabarino will graduate from Duke this summer and then use his final year of eligibility elsewhere, likely to play at a smaller school to get the opportunity to play. Sabarino, of course, is the grandson of head coach Mike Krzyzewski. He was a walk-on his first two years at Duke. A fall 2021 scholarship was awarded to Michael Sabarino, so he played on a scholarship this past season. And you're looking for news with Sabarino. Unfortunately, the only big relevant news story that Sabarino was involved in this year was back in the fall, back in November, a couple of games into the season. We learned that Michael Sabarino was charged with driving while impaired, no public punishment announced. And, and this is something, of course, that the Devil's Den with 24-7 Sports was talking about. He played in a couple of games later in the season, and uh, the punishment for Duke, although it wasn't public, as the Devil's Den points out, Savarino was away from the team. There were games where it was very clear he was not on the bench, uh, although Duke just did not make it public what his punishment was. Coach K's not there. It would kind of be weird uh, for Savarino to be on the bench with his grandfather not there, simply because when we were talking about the timeline for Mike Krzyzewski retiring, a lot of people just had this thought, felt like it was understood, okay, well, Coach K's not going to leave until his grandson graduates and is no longer on the team. Coach K decided to, to announce his retirement before this past season played out, and here we are, Savarino is going to enter the transfer portal and walk away out from Duke men's basketball, wants to find playing opportunities at a smaller school. That opens up a scholarship. You are allowed a max of 13 scholarships in men's college basketball. The Duke Blue Devils very rarely get to that number. They very rarely get to 13 players on scholarship. If they do, it's because Duke uses those extra scholarships to award their walk-on players, which I think is a really cool note. In just a moment, we'll tell you a little bit more, another update around Duke Athletics. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Rock Auto is awesome. It's a family business serving do-it-yourselfers in the auto part world for over 20 years. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning that you might not know the answer to while the person behind the counter orders their parts for your car on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You've got computers. You could be doing the research yourself at rockauto.com from the comfort of your home or even in your pocket on your phone. The prices are reliably low. 
They have everything that you could possibly need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Final segment here today of Locked On Blue Devils. My name is JJ Jackson. Thanks for listening on this Wednesday. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Uh, we're in the 13th month of operating this Locked On Blue Devils podcast. And now here in the new year, uh, once this basketball season has come to a close, we've kicked it off on the YouTube side of things. Really appreciate you watching. Go ahead and subscribe. Help grow this show on YouTube. It'd mean a lot if you did that. As we take a look at Duke baseball, the Blue Devils lost a tough one last night against Liberty. They lost by a score of 3-2 to two against the Flames. Surprising loss in the midweek, given that Duke had a major weekend on the baseball field. We talked last week about how bad Duke has been on the baseball diamond, unfortunately, this season. Duke is the reigning ACC tournament champions from a year ago, but this year Duke was ranked last in the ACC. This past weekend, however, they swept number 10 Notre Dame. All three games were played at home for Duke, and Duke won all of them over a top 10 team in the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Duke won on Friday 15-5. They won uh, the game two of the series 4-3 in 11 innings, and then they won the closeout game 6-2. So a big-time series sweep for Duke, but they've still got a series record after the loss to Liberty yesterday. Duke is 16-21 and 21 on the year, 6-12 and 12 in the ACC. This upcoming weekend, Duke has three games at Georgia Tech. Make sure you listen to those on GoDuke.com, on the TuneIn app, on the Varsity app. Uh, with Duke Athletics, our buddy Chris Edwards will have the play-by-play call. And excited to catch up with Chris Edwards again on Lockdown Blue Devils next week. We'll chat with him. Duke's going to have a full week off next week as they go through the finals uh, academically. Uh, for Duke offensively this season, Chad Knight and Graham Pauling have been the uh, leaders. Graham Pauling and Chad Knight, the leaders for the offense. And then a four saves and a 3-2 and two record from the pitching staff with Jimmy Loper. Uh, on the softball side of things, Duke 34-5, and 14-2 in the ACC. Duke softball had an eight-day break. Last time out, remember, they set several program records when they took on James Madison in the doubleheader, including a game in which Duke hit 10 home runs in one game and won by a score of 24-2. That record really impressive for the Blue Devils. They're playing today at Liberty. All time, the series is tied. One win apiece. They played twice in 2019. Duke won the first meeting. Liberty won the second matchup between those two schools. Duke and Liberty play in softball for the third time ever later on today. And again, yeah, fun note, Duke and Liberty played a baseball yesterday. Unfortunately, the Flames beat Duke. Let's hope Duke can get the win tonight in softball. After the Liberty game, Duke will play at Syracuse for three games this weekend. Again, really good. Duke is 14-2. and two and the ACC and a top 10 team in the entire country. Uh, Tuesday, May 3rd, they'll be at Campbell. So Duke's about to have another long layoff as the Blue Devils will not have games next week during the finals week. And then they've got three games versus Pittsburgh. So on the year, Duke's got just eight regular season games left until the ACC tournament. They're led, of course, offensively by Jamison Cable and Christina Foreman. And then the pitching staff has been brilliant 
the likes of Jayla Wright and Peyton St. George. And finally, a football note. We talked about the spring game earlier this week on Monday with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. Listen to their recap podcast if you haven't already. It's really good. The white team won over the blue team on Saturday, 28-14, to and the quarterback battle is still something that everyone wants to watch. Jordan Moore had 91 yards rushing. He was the leading rusher for Duke in the spring game. Ran the ball a lot in packages last year when he would come in and replace Gunnar Holmberg. But being able to be a dual-threat quarterback is kind of the big question mark for Jordan Moore. In the spring game, Riley Leonard, really impressive with his arm. Leonard had 246 yards passing. So, again, if you're just comparing the passing numbers, Leonard has 246 in the spring game. Jordan Moore only had 97. Both quarterbacks did have an interception. That's something to watch over the next few weeks, the few months. Big talking point for us as we get set for the very first season of Mike Elko leading the Duke football program. That's a big question. Who's going to be his day one quarterback out of the gates for Duke football? All right, that uh, does it for our show here today. Caught up and was able to talk about a lot. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ, underscore Jackson, underscore. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Thank you for making Locked On Blue Devils your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of our show, Locked On Blue Devils, as soon as it's available each day. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.